Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on sofas, dining furniture, beds, home accessories and so much more. Okay, time to chat with our panel. They'll be giving us some recommendations for the small screen in a few minutes. Uh, Megan joins us, uh, Trevor, and uh, of course, Anne-Marie. And you're very welcome all. And Trev, talk to me about Monster Rugby. And what is the latest on on them in South Africa or not in South Africa? Yeah, 34 of them are coming back. I think they're flying into Dublin this evening. And uh, when they get home, they will have to... uh, quarantined for 10 days so they have a match as you know against Wasps on Sunday week in Coventry so it's it's very unlikely that any of these players that do come back will be able to adequately prepare or even take part in that match um, so best case scenario Munster have to fulfil the fixture the ERC are pretty adamant this game has to be played come what may and uh, at the moment Munster are training Luckily for them a lot of their internationals didn't go to South Africa they were due to come out for the second game Um, and obviously both games were cancelled so they had a contingent of internationals at home but they've had to um, boost them with uh, academy players and and that's what they're really going to have to do you can't see any of these players who have been quarantining for 10 days to the next day after quarantine to fly to Coventry for a game I mean I don't think you can train during quarantine I I don't know the rules about that but you would imagine that uh, Ian Costello is in charge of their uh, training schedule at UL as we speak and that's they have to play this game, otherwise they will. It will be forfeited twenty-eight nil. Um, so, Munster will be playing it. I mean, it's amazing, really, that you know they did more testing yesterday after I think nine positive cases came back after the first case, and by was it last night they had discovered that there were four more cases. So you have is it a total of four fourteen who yeah. have to stay there mm-hmm. uh, with COVID, and the others then come home, but under our uh, laws and yeah. rules, they have to quarantine. That's right. Um, the four of the four were identified yesterday, so the group of fourteen are staying at an isolation hotel in Cape Town. You'd imagine those are players, but there is a huge. Uh, there is, well, I think, there's fourteen members of staff gone out as well for a two-game series in South Africa. So it could be uh, a mixture of players and staff that that are out there. But uh, thirty-four of them will be coming home, as I said. But yeah. you I, can't see them. I mean, if uh, Monster were to go with their full side and um, try to take on wasps uh, over there, it would be a challenge. As you say, you could have this kind of odd mix of very experienced uh, players, you know, those Ireland internationals uh, who didn't travel, and then alongside them, um, guys from the academy with no Munster caps. I mean, some of them could be making their debut in a Heineken Cup game away to Wasps. Uh, against a very battle-hardened Wasps team who are you know, in Premiership Rugby week in, week out against uh, academy players. Yeah, this is... But Munster don't, re- don't really have much of a choice. Um, I think they try to explore the possibility of making some short-term signings or short-term loan deals. I, I don't think that's a runner. So it is going to be the, the mix of completely untested players um, players who are coming from AIL who could potentially be playing Champions Cup rugby in, in on Sunday week. Nice. The other point being that it's a shortened group stage, isn't it, these days? So every match becomes even more important than it normally would. There really isn't any room for error if you want to advance to the knockouts. Yeah, uh, and there's no room for rescheduling, which is which is the issue. Um, they would have hoped maybe in a Six Nations window these games could be moved. That doesn't seem to be a runner, whereas... Uh, uh, 
um, that would have been their only hope really to, to try and uh, maybe reschedule them so uh, they're playing cast in Limerick six days after they play Wasps in Coventry and uh, yeah as I said it's a reduced format uh, in terms of teams and uh, yeah they, they need to win these games and they, they've been dealt a real bad hand ahead of their first one they really have now. They really have. Very, very unlucky all round. All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, Trevor. That's the latest. So uh, most of the squad, but not all, coming home tonight, but they will have to quarantine. So we'll see how it all develops. Okay, Amory, Trevor and Megan uh, with me. And uh, Megan, you have been watching the brilliant Selling Sunset, the new series on Netflix. You add a lot of value to this. I don't come with the property. We are bringing another girl on to the brokerage. Really? Yeah. yeah. Watch out. <laughs> or a badass crew to hang out with. Takes a special type. Welcome to the team, Chriselle. Thank you, guys. She can sit on the floor until she proves herself. It was super rude. You have to prove that you're serious about your job like the rest of us. Christina's the one that Jason and Brett kind of warned me about. That'll be interesting to see how she gets along with everybody, a.k.a. me. Oh, yes, indeed. It is fascinating stuff this season. Um, you've already warned me because I'm binge-watching Selling Sunset and uh, not to tell you too much, Megan. Yeah, I've been saving it, so I'm three episodes in, but even in the three episodes, we have new babies, engagements, and two new real estate agents on the show in the first couple of episodes. So it's jam-packed already and amazing houses. And the second I saw the new season come out, I was like, I have to talk to Joe about this because we were both super fans at the time when it came out last time. And um, it's, it's just great. It's a yeah. great show. So, so Vanessa has arrived in from Mexico, well, via a long time in the States. And Christine is still at the epicenter of all the magnificent nastiness. I mean, it is different level. Oh, she's so mean. She's so mean. I would be scared if I ever met her. She seems nice oh, on the outside, terrifying. but if you ever met her. I loved her baby shower, though, where she requested that there was a sloth, a live sloth there for people to take pictures with. And lo and behold, there was a sloth there, but she'd barely go near it then after seeing it. Mm. And they had a parrot there as well, and it was just the craziest um, baby shower I've ever seen and as one of them said that she probably had a more expensive baby shower than people had weddings <laughs> it was just madness Yeah and uh, Chriselle and herself you know that that's kind of gone in different directions hasn't it and Mary and Christine they, they used to be great pals earlier in the series but now it's falling apart I know and <laughs> the new real estate agent one of them Emma I think is going to be the centre of a lot of drama because that apparently is the reason why um, Christine and Mary's friendship broke up so it's all drama and um, Mary actually revealed that season 5 is actually already done filming what? so you won't have long to wait until another Oh I was season. wondering about that because at home last night we were going oh how many episodes you know and you know that thing where you go how many episodes are left and you check it on Netflix Yeah, and then you're very disappointed to discover there are only yeah. two left and Mary and oh. her husband as well are Thank apparently you. visiting Dublin today as well so. Oh what? I know I just saw that on one of the newspapers, so we'll have to road trip to I Dublin think, to I meet think you Mary. I genuinely watch this, Joe. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I, I, want, shock. I want Amri to apologise for the note that she sent to you, Megan, yesterday, suggesting that I had lied by saying how much I love selling Sunset. No, we, we're both massive fans, Amri. I do apologise because I know we're listening to you. You definitely have watched it, oh, and I'm absolutely. sitting here in shock. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and the other thing is that Mary is Mary Fitzgerald. Maybe that's why she's visiting um, Dublin. Could be. You know, those, those Irish. Of those Irish links, and Christine yeah. is Christine Quinn, although I don't think we'll be putting up a statue to, <laughs> frankly, either of them anytime soon. But the part that I struggle most with, Megan, is 
these are obviously exaggerated versions of these people's real lives. I mean, this place kind of does exist uh, with these unbelievable houses. I mean, they say bizarre things like, oh, this is a little small, five bedrooms, 5,000 square feet. Yeah, it's on the cheap side, three and a half million dollars. I know, eight bathrooms. What What would someone do with eight bathrooms in their house is what I said when I was watching it. I would love a home theatre though. So, you know, not I'd the, love a home theatre as well. That would be amazing. Although I got it wrong last night because in one of these very fancy ones, I think it was 49 million. Oh there my was God. a house in Malibu, right? And they were looking through it. And again, it only had five bedrooms. It was a massive place though. And they had this thing. And I said, oh, that's an infinity pool only to be informed. No, it's not. It's a spa pool. And it was. <laughs> Any pool, I would take any pool at this. Maybe not in Ireland, though. I don't know how much use you get out for. You definitely need a cover over it or something, Fit- or fitness heated. Oh, that. Um, uh, Trevor, I'm sure you're a huge fan of Selling Sunset. Uh, I have no idea what this program is about. <laughs> Join the club, Trev. I, I'm sorry. I was just caught. I'm taken to... by your enthusiasm, though, Joe. <laughs> He's just it. demonstrating to me that he watched it, Trev, because I was about... <laughs> because, you were, you were I, because someone suggested that I had lied. I left a note <laughs> about on my script. interest. <laughs> I did no. it, okay. I suggested you <laughs> yeah, lied. But because I did think you lied, but I, I will take say it back thing. and I apologise. I'll say one thing. Um, the series, and I won't give you any spoilers, Megan, I won't do that to you, but the series only gets better. I mean, it reaches a crescendo, <laughs> a height that is hard to even get your head around. I'm very excited. And apparently season five is going to be just as dramatic, according to Mary. So, luckily for that. Great. Looking forward to it. So, Selling Sunset. All episodes dropped on Netflix of this series. Now, on to something far more serious, frankly, uh, on RT1 television. Cases I Can't Forget. October 2004, I was detective sergeant in Balbriggan Garda Station. A guy came in, one of the detectives came in, said there's some sort of a burglary in progress in the Nall. I just grabbed a set of keys to a car, made my way down to Lambay View, which was the name of the house that this burglary had taken place. As I was driving up, there was calls coming in over the radio about a lady being assaulted, that is a burglary gone wrong, and it said this lady is dead. arrived at the scene, being a qualified and experienced scenes of crime examiner, I went in to have a look. It's a sight I'll never forget. My God, she was like pulverized. Her hair was matted in blood. Yes, the awful murder of Rachel Callaly in the Knoll in Dublin. Yeah, it's a well-known case. You know, we covered it at the time, but it was amazing watching this um, piece. And, and it's a really good series on RT1 on Monday nights where detectives talk through cases that they will never forget. And this was Pat Murray. Uh, talking about, you know, arriving on the day, arriving on the scene, what he saw and taking it from there. He takes you through piecing it all together. So it was really interesting watching now in hindsight, now that we know everything that's happened, to listen to what he was thinking at the time, how he felt when he saw the scene. He said the scene spoke to him. He he had a great instinct that this was a staged burglary. He had experience of seeing houses that were burgled. This was not a burgled house. So that was the first thing. Um, and of course, the Late Late Show interview featured where 
um, uh, Rachel's mum and her husband appeared and were making an appeal. But at that stage, her mum had already suspected that Joe had done it. And the whole country watched that interview and saw the body language. It was unreal. But it was just very interesting to get the detective's account of it all and how they pieced it together and how arrogant in the background that Joe O'Reilly was with everyone and yeah. seemed to think he could just get away with it. Yeah, I should mention that Making of a Detective is a, a podcast series that features that detective, mm. Pat, and uh, it runs through that case and other cases um, uh, as well, uh, available um, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, as they say, by uh, the Irish Sun and uh, by uh, Wireless Studios. And I have to say, you'd admire the detective and the team because towards the end, he talked about being in the courthouse when the guilty verdict was given. And he and all the Gardaí broke down crying in the courthouse. And, you know, we don't get to see or hear that. These are people working on a case that really impacted them. So it was very interesting to watch. And it continues different cases every night, uh, Monday night on RT. OK, that's Cases I Can't Forget on RT1 television. And uh, Trevor on Disney Plus is watching Get Back. Now we're going to take the Beatles and I'll be quiet. Oh, you recording our conversation? Looking for a what? What is it? Looking for a home to last. Looking for a blast from the past. We're talking about 14 songs we hope to get. I've got a feeling. How many have we already recorded good enough? None. Oh, yeah. And none of us has had the idea of what the show's going to be. I've got a feeling. I would dig to play on stage, you know. Nobody else wants to do a show. I think we've got a bit shy. Now, this sounds brilliant, Trev. It is, Joe, yeah. Um, it, it, it's quite long, I, I will say, I, and I've only got less than halfway through it. Um, if you're um, a Beatles fan, you'll love it. If you're not... Um, I, I really don't think this is for you. I mean, I mean, it's the story of um, a movie that came out in 1970 and it was called Let It Be. And the director shot reams of footage um, and then he made an 80-minute film of the Beatles recording their album um, Let It Be. And uh, it came out after they split. So the narrative from that movie was that the Beatles were at each other's throats and they had no time for each other and it's not, not a surprise that they split after making this album. Well... Peter Jackson, the director of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, went through all that uh, 60 hours nearly of um, tape and brought it down to an eight hour uh, documentary that's over three separate episodes. So it's the story of the Beatles making the album and under Peter Jackson, you find out that they actually had a huge amount of time for each other, were very supportive of, of each other. Now, there's a lot of the, the Beatles um, endlessly jamming, endlessly playing songs, endlessly, you know, they're writing the songs as they go because they have the schedule. They have two weeks to record an album and then play a live show. And they hadn't played for two and a half years before this. So uh, the, the schedule is ridiculous because they have to come start from scratch. So um, basically, Peter Jackson shows you everything that happened over the course of the two or three weeks mm -hmm. and uh, the conversations that people wouldn't have heard before and um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting, it's very revealing of it. It, it is quite long and it is very, very in-depth, but okay. um, well worth a watch. Okay, sounds really interesting. So get back on The Beatles and that is on Disney+. Plus. Well, thank you very much to Trev, to Megan and to Anne-Marie.
Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on sofas, dining furniture, beds, home accessories and so much more.